Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Today we get a very special Life of Riley. This is not exactly an official Life of Riley episode. If you remember our last episode of The Life of Riley, Riley got a phone call from the game show Truth or Consequences. He didn't win because he had been hiding the phone in the closet to keep the kids from using it so he couldn't get to the phone in time. Well, when Ralph Edwards, the host of Truth or Consequences, sent him on a trolley ride to Vermont as a consolation prize, but it was Vermont Avenue in Los Angeles, not Vermont, the state, Riley ran down to the radio station to get even with Edwards. Well, what happened next was continued on the radio show, Truth or Consequences, which immediately followed the life of Riley on the air. So today, we get to listen to that episode of Truth or Consequences, which originally aired on January 17, 1948, and featured William Bendix as Chester A. Riley. Hello there. We've been waiting for you. It's time to play Super Consequences. Consequences, the show that does everything on the air, brought to you by Suz, the soap that does everything in your wash. Now, here's that Saturday night picture, the original front parlor cut-up with his new friend, the walking man, Ralph Truther Consequences Edwards. Thank you very much, Harlow Wilcox, greetings party players. And if Chester A. Riley is listening, ooh, what happened to him? We make our first phone calls for walking man winners. Uh, tonight, that remember, you must be at the phone number given on your entries. But first, a special announcement for the ladies. Wait till I blow the studs off. Huh? There we are. Thank you. Uh, try does next wash day, ladies, and does cover that right down the wash line does does everything. Hello, how are you? What'd you say? Fine. Fine, yes. I thought Harlow wrote that very well for me to read, didn't you think? He did. What is your name, sir? Chinnery. Red Chinnery. What's that? Red Chinnery. Oh, I hadn't noticed it on you there, but it's nice to have you, Mr. Chinnery. Where are you from? Hawthorne. Good. Here's a question. Where's Hawthorne? Southern California. No, that isn't the question, but I mean, Mrs. Arthur, what is your occupation? Steel worker. Oh, steel well, rigger. Sort of in the same business. I'm stealing from the. All right. Uh, Mrs. Arthur S. Nelson of Des Moines, Iowa. Any family, uh, Mr. Chinnery? Yes, How many? Wife and daughter. Good. What's your daughter's name? Phyllis. What is it that men get from their favorite newsstand and women get from their favorite dress shop? Truth or consequences? My, if that guy Riley is, takes after us like he said he was going to do. What? What is it? Uh, that men get from their favorite newsstand and women get from their favorite dress shop the new look. Don't forget to get a look. All right, well, you haven't told truth, so you must pay the consequences. Wasn't that exciting, Mr. Chittery? Oh, terrible. I've got to get a terrific reaction from you. I, we're not keeping you up, are we? Oh, no. Where is this field working that you do? Out in Safeway Scaffold, out in Culver City. Yeah, well, you're, you're, Safeway, uh, you're safe out there. All right. Now, uh, Mr. Chittery, uh, your consequence is really simple. All we want you to do is put on a tuxedo and pretend you're Ralph Edwards, the master of ceremonies of truth and consequences. Want to do that for the next few minutes? Yes, sir. 
Now, this will be a real test because people will try to get you to say your real name. But if you keep up the pretense that you are Ralph Edwards, Master of Ceremonies of Truth and Consequences, all during your consequence, we'll award you $50 in cash. Now, run off stage and get into your tuxedo. Will you do that? Fine. Al Pasco will take you up. He's a silent man, but he's strong. And he's in there. Remember, no matter what happens, $50 if you pretend to be no one else but me, Ralph Edwards. There he goes. Gone? Can't hear? Ooh, what's going to happen to him? A few minutes ago, if you were listening to NBC, and I hope you were, I hope you're listening every Saturday night, you heard me heckling Chester A. Riley on the Life of Riley program. He was really burned at me because he lost a chance at $1,000, and then as a consolation prize, I gave him a trip to Vermont. But the trip turned out to be a, a trip on a trolley car to Vermont Avenue here in Los Angeles. So Riley really was burned. Now, in the past four years, William Bendix, who is Riley, has thrown himself so much into the role of Riley, he practically has become Chester A. Riley. So I asked Bill Bendix if he would continue his gripe at me as Riley and come on over here to Truth or Consequences and help us out with our first consequence, the one that Mr. Chinnery is preparing for now. Mr. Chinnery has to pretend he is Ralph Edwards, Master of Ceremonies of Truth or Consequences, or lose his $50. So when Riley storms in here, ready to tear Ralph Edwards limb from limb, he'll ask, who is Ralph Edwards, you see? And Mr. Chinnery must say he is or lose the $50. Of course, he may lose his head, too, because I told Riley to pour it on him, you know, and we may have a few things to help Riley out. <laughs> so let's get Mr. Chinnery back here in his tuxedo coat and a little dicky shirt we gave him, and then we'll have Bill Bendix enter his Riley and go to work. All right. Oh, here we are. Uh, how do you turn the microphone, Johnny Paul? Say, you really made a fast change. Turn around so I can see you, Mr. Chinnery. How are you now? Fine. Let's hear you talk like Ralph Edwards. Uh, this is Ralph Edwards. Oh, you sound just like I do. All right. I could hardly tell the difference if you weren't wearing the tuxedo. All right. Now, your consequence is to pretend you're the master of ceremonies through the consequence for the next five minutes. You'll take my place and give out the questions and the consequences. Now, here are a couple of pies for you to play with and some seltzer water, you know. Huh? Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you'll give it to the yeah, people. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll set the pies there and the seltzer water. Just give any consequence. You want. Are you willing? I'm willing. All right, bring in our next contestant, please. Uh oh, here comes your first test case, and Mr. Chinnery, and I think his name is Riley. I can't. I dare him to face my face. Now, excuse me, sir. What, what is your name? My name My name is Chester A. Riley. Oh, yeah. who, who are you looking for? I am looking for that wise Alec who calls himself Ralph Edwards. Oh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> There's a who sent me to Vermont the street instead of Vermont the country. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that seltzer water. Who is Ralph Edwards? Now, wait, is it just about Riley? Don't get excited, please. Now, uh, I can stop this, but it'll cost you $50. Now, Mr. Uh, your name is what? Ralph Edwards. Ralph Edwards. Well, well, Riley, that Ralph Edwards is a hot one, huh? Here you are, squirt, make fun of a rally, will you? Hey, that's... Hey, Ralph Edwards. Oh, Riley, please, Riley, hold it. We're getting a little of your own medicine, huh, Ralph Edwards? sure. I'm thinking well, what you did, Edward I boiled. Well, never mind. Disgraced me in front of my family. Lowered me in the eyes of Digger Odell. No. There's a pie. Give me that pie. Oh, no, Riley, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a pie this time. Do you surrender? Oh, I'm still Ralph Edwards. Is Ralph Edwards. Oh, big pie face. Oh, no. Brother of yours, Ralph, to lay off, or I'll hit him with another pie like this. Not me, Riley! 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 Aren't we devils? <laughs> Holy smoke! What a revolting development this is! What a revolting! Dear, that guy's been. Oh, he really lives a part of Riley. 
that guy. Well, there's plenty of water and towels there uh, for, for, uh, for you there, Mr. Tinnery. And for myself, throw in the towel, boys. It's all over my face. You really held out, Mr. Tinnery. What is your name? Tinnery. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> well, you... Now it is. Okay, you get the 50 bucks, and if I run into Chester A. Riley when I get off the show, Digger O'Dell's going to have another customer. I can tell you that. Thanks a lot, Phone call in a minute. Our first phone call in a minute. Say, uh, Pipe, I mean, Ralph. <laughs> Did any splatter on you, old no. man? Oh, Harlow, I didn't see you. Yeah, hey, Ralph, this seems I to be... couldn't see you with a meringue in my yes. Well, look, this seems to be the season for guessing who's who, so I've worked out some clues for you to guess. Harlow, don't tell me you're making with the mystery clues, too. Oh, I just want to test you out. See if you can guess who this is. Okay. Ready, boy? All right. Fourth for white, 21st for red and blue, 26th for dirt, everything for you. Who is it? It's Dust. Oh, no! Yes. Oh, that is so okay. It's Dust. I knew it would be. You see, the fourth letter in the alphabet is Z, the 21st is U, and the 26th is Z, meringue dripping. Right, right. Put them together and you've got Dust, the soap that does everything in a family wash. White stands for towels and linen, red and blue for pretty colors. And dirt means greasy, grimy work clothes. Very good, Harlow. Very good. It's amazing, all does, does. Just a short washer run gets those tough pieces shining clean. White things gloriously white. Don't forget your red and blue, you. Ah, that's the wonder of does. It's actually safer for the gayest, smartest colors you wash. Safer than any other leading package soap sold for wash day. Ounce for ounce, does makes more suds, too. Real soap suds. It's no mystery why does is so popular. From the roughest and toughest to the whitest and brightest, does, does everything. Does like for Harlow, and the meringue was dripping all through it, wasn't it? Well, you were never more beautiful. I just couldn't tell whether it was does, does, or meringue. But... All right, it's all off. Now, stand by, America. We're going to make the first call in our walking man contest. It might be you we're calling. This is the person who was selected by the judges as having written the best entry on the subject we should all support the American Heart Association because if this person correctly identifies the walking man, he or she receives the giant jackpot of prizes. Here we go. Hello, operator. Operator. Get me Los Angeles, California, please. This is uh, coincidence in the other contest. The first one is in Hollywood. Tonight, the first one is in Los Angeles. If this person cannot identify the walking man, we'll make a second call to the person who wrote the second best entry in a few minutes. Hello, Los Angeles operator. Yes, our NBC operator will give you a number to call in Los Angeles. Will you ring it, please? Oh, brother, wouldn't it be something if the name uh, was hit right on the button the very first thing? There's a list of prizes that really reaches the sky almost already. I'll read them to you in a minute. Listen. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this R.E. Montague? Do you pronounce it? R.E. Montague of 735 South St. Andrews Place, Los Angeles, California. This is Ralph Edwards, Mr. Montague. How are you? Truth or consequences. Now, Mr. Montague, congratulations on your fine entry statement on why we should all support the American Heart Association. The judges selected your entry as number one for this week's calls, so you get an opportunity to identify the walking man. Are you ready? You think you are. Brother, I wish I was as ready as you are. You're, this scares me to death. This may be guessed right off. All right. And you're allowed only one answer. Tell us who you think is the walking man. You say Harry S. Truman, the President of the United States. You say President Truman. I'm sorry, Mr. Montague. President Truman is wrong. Uh, he is not the walking man, I mean. But thanks for your statement and contribution to the American Heart Association. You have helped fight America's <laughs> man's worst killer, heart disease. Try again next week, will you? Send in as many entries as you choose, and we're sending you a 48-piece set of fine art sterling silver as a gift. Are you married? Well, it'll come in handy, won't it? Good night, sir, and thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> in a moment, another call to another winner.
I hope it'll be your number called. And if the walking man isn't identified tonight, I hope you all get in next week's contest immediately. More about that later. Hello, what is your name? Gertrude Penn. Gertrude Penn. P-E-N-N. Miss, is it Miss or Mrs.? Do I say Miss Penn? No, Mrs. How are you, Mrs. Penn? Oh, just fine, thank you. What is your occupation? I do maid work at the townhouse. You're a maid uh, at the townhouse, at the townhouse yes. hotel here in uh, Los Angeles? Yes. Where is that? Over on Wilshire. On Wilshire. On Commonwealth. Uh, have you had any interesting experiences over there? How long, you, how long have you been a maid? Oh, my... Oh. How long? Uh, a long I mean, time. A, how long have you been a, a maid in at a hotel? Same, 18 years. I'm on my 18th year there. At the townhouse? At the same place. Yeah. Well, bless your heart. I bet they're proud of you. Uh, who are uh, the neatest guests, men or women? Oh, they vary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't yes, blame you for not sticking your neck out. I can see why you've been there 18 years. All right. Um, all right. Do you have any family? Yes, I have a son. Four grandchildren. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Here's your question, Mrs. Penn. Uh, a very charming little lady, isn't she? Uh, your question, Mrs. W.H. Fitting of La Crosse, Wisconsin, wants you to name five... Can you hear from there all right? Yes, I don't hear we're very get, We're getting very... Oh, all right, sorry. Uh, name five ways of communicating without talking orally. Name five ways of communicating without talking orally, Miss Penn. Telephone? Yeah, yeah. Telegram? well, of course you'd have to talk. Telegram, that's good. That's good. You have all sorts of time. You've got 20 seconds. 18 have gone by. 1920. <laughs> you don't want to get it anyhow. It's more fun if you miss. Hey, Miss Penn? Sure. Sure, why not, huh? Writing, wireless, semaphore signals, flag oh, signals, my. smoke signals. You haven't told the truth, so you must pay the consequences. Oh, oh my. Your consequence. Come in a little closer to the microphone so I can hear you. Uh, thank you, Miss Penn. Pardon me? What are the consequences? I'm going to tell them now. Oh. It's this. Your consequence is to call the room clerk at that very swanky hotel you work for, the townhouse on Wilshire here in Los Angeles, and uh, don't tell him uh, Don't tell him you work there, you see. Yeah. Tell him you are, better say, Mrs., what's your first name? Penn. Yeah. Say Mrs. G. Penn. Yeah. And uh, you write underwater. You and, try, uh, <laughs> and try to make him believe you have a reservation. Yeah. You see, he probably won't recognize your name. All right, spring him along. He probably won't know you anyhow, will you? The maids, do they ever get... They don't get to know the room. No, no. I don't no. Know All right. Like Tell him you're arriving in an hour and you expect the finest suite in the house. A beautiful <laughs> dinner, fancy desserts, flowers in the room and everything. Will you do that? Huh? Well, I... Don't worry. We won't, you won't, we won't get you in trouble, you see. We'll keep the name secret. Now, you just give him a big line. All right, here. Uh, the room clerk at the townhouse is on the phone now. Give me an earphone, too. Uh... So I can hear. Just say hello and give him the hello? business. We're right into this microphone here so I can hear too. Hello, this is Mrs. Gertrude Penn. Better say G. Mrs. G. Penn. Yes. I'd like to make a reservation. I want a very nice treat. When did you want your... Oh, it'll be about four now, party. Oh, but no... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you... Uh, he says, when did you want... Uh, uh, tonight. About Mrs. Mrs. Payne, he says. No, Pen. Pen, yes. Tell him you want flowers, you want the whole works, caviar. Um, why don't you... Sure, go ahead, don't worry. <laughs> Tell him I want, I want flowers. Oh, that'd be all right, that'd be ready for me. Tell, Tell him you want the works, you want yes. a beautiful bed. And, uh, all right. Tell him you want flowers uh, in the room. I'll be there about to... Tell him flowers, you want flowers. I want flowers. Have Cabby. the room fitted nicely. And, uh, He'll have everything ready for you. Thank you. He said he he hopes that you'll enjoy your week's vacation at the townhouse. Is that what he said? Well, and he's not kidding. Hang up a second. You have a beautiful suite waiting for you at the townhouse, one of those suites you clean every day. But this time you go in as a guest for a week. All expenses paid, food and everything. How about that, Miss Penn? Come in here. Come in here. Will you have breakfast in bed in the morning? Every morning. How late will you sleep? 
Yes, will you eat in the zebra room or have room service? Oh, I'll have room service. Well, you yes. don't have to eat the zebra. You can go down. Well, here's a lovely dress in case you want to put on the dog. Saks Fifth Avenue will fit it to you Monday, so you know you'll be smartly dressed, huh? Is that right? Oh, that will be wonderful. Here's expense money in case you feel like stepping out of your luxurious surroundings for a while. The wonderful service of the townhouse is yours, free, hairdressers, everything. And we'll pay the salary of another maid to take your place, okay? Oh, that's wonderful. Here's a new robe, nightgown, and everything you need. You can call the family up. Have fun, will you? Okay, sweet dreams, pleasant hours. Good night, good night, good night. Are you happy about this? You can watch the other maids come in and clean your room, That'd huh? Be grand. Yes. Say, here's something to pass on uh, to the maid who's taking your place. This big red box that does. There's never been a soap quite like it before. Has there, Harlow? No, oh, that sir. isn't. Oh, Mrs. Oh, Harlow Wilcox, Miss Penn. How do you know? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mrs. Penn. Bless your heart. Now, hand me the phone, please. Here we go. Here we go with a second call to the person who wrote the second best entry for tonight's Walking Man contest. Operator, please uh, get me. Now, hang on to your hats, folks. Hang on to your hats. Los Angeles, California again. The judges do not see the names or addresses of the entries, so picking the same city twice is a coincidence. If this person cannot correctly identify the walking man, we'll make a third call in a few minutes. Hello? Los Angeles. Uh, yes, our NBC operator will give you a number to call in Los Angeles. Would you ring it, please? Yes. Uh, we'll make a third call in a few minutes, uh, in case this person doesn't know. But the person who wrote the third best entry on the subject, we should all support the American Heart Association because, and folks, you do have hearts. Thank you so much for the wonderful return. Hello? Hello? Is this Mrs. Rudy Markle of 5006 Hartwick Street, Los Angeles, California? Mrs. Markle, how are you? You... Fine, but shaky. Well, I'm gravel girl. <laughs> no, this is Ralph Edwards of Truth and Consequences. Your entry on why we should support the American Heart Association was the second best entry for tonight. So here is your chance to identify the walking man and win the giant jackpot. Are you ready? All right, and you can give only one answer. Tell us who you think is the walking man. Now, you know, you know already, before you say, uh, you know already it is not President Truman, do you not? All right, tell us who you think is the walking man. You say Louis B. Mayer. You say Louis B. Mayer. I'm sorry, Mrs. Markle. Louis B. Mayer is wrong. The walking man is somebody else. Thank you for your splendid entry and contribution to the American Heart Association as a gift to you, Mrs. Rudy Markle of 5006 Hartwick Street, Los Angeles. We are sending you a beautiful 48-piece set of fine art sterling silver. Thank you. Keep trying. Good night. Good night. One more call tonight. More clues from the Walking Man headquarters. Who is the Walking Man? Now does nominate this week's dishpan buzzer. She's Mrs. Rosella Washington, 1307 Derby Street, Berkeley, California. Ah, does is doing double duty on Derby Street. Doing everything in the dishpan, too, from whizzing through the greasy pans to taking beautiful care of hands. And does does it, folks. Why, hands can actually look prettier, smoother, changing to does from those strong granulated soaps. Ounce for ounce does makes more suds to real soap suds that stand up till the last dish is done. Start dozing your dishes. Does does everything. Okie dozy, Harlow. Okie dozy. And now, here it is, that third phone call tonight. Uh, who is the walking man? If this person knows, he or she walks off with a giant jackpot of prizes. If not, I'll give you more clues and the rules so you can all get in next week's contest. Hand me the phone, please. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, operator. Operator, get me... Fort Madison, Iowa. Please. Oh, to Iowa. This is the person who wrote the third best entry for tonight in the opinion of the judges. By the way, we want to thank the three finalist judges who are unselfishly giving their time 
and most sincere thoughts in this contest in which you listeners are helping to lessen that terrible toll of one death every minute in the United States because of uh, heart disease. Hello, how are we doing with Fort Madison? So far we don't have the uh, call all the way into Fort Madison. Hello, Fort Madison, Iowa. Fort Madison, our NBC operator, Billy Clevenger, will give you a number to call in Fort Madison. Will you ring it, please? Fort Madison, Iowa, that reminds me, so the consequence will be in Davenport, Iowa, from February 13th to 19th. We're going to broadcast there. Man, we'll see you in Davenport. Hello? H Hello, sir. Hello, Mr. Edwards. You're really excited, brother, about it. Tell me, is, uh, what's that? You certainly are excited. Is this Mr. Henry uh, Rippenkroger? Mr. Henry Rippenkroger of uh, 1524 Avenue D, Fort Madison, Iowa. This is Ralph Edwards, Truth of Consequences. All right, well, here's the big moment. In Iowa, you may get it, and you can give only one answer. Tell us who you think is the walking man. My selection for the walking man is J. Edgar Hoover. You say J. Edgar Hoover, Mr. Henry Rippenkroger. I'm sorry, Mr. Henry Rippenkroger. J. Edgar Hoover is wrong, but thank you for your support of the American Heart Association. We're sending you a 48-piece set of fine art sterling silver and hope you'll get in next week's contest immediately, will you? Thank you, sir. Maybe we'll see you in Iowa. Good night, sir. You're a 12 counting guy. There he is. Oh, and tonight. There he is again. There he is again. The walking man. You know how he walks. If you know who this man is, and if you're called upon to identify him, you'll win the giant jackpot of prizes. This week, the giant jackpot amounts to a Bendix home laundry consisting of washer, dryer, and automatic ironer, a $1,000 diamond and ruby bull of a watch, a brand-new four-door Cadillac sedan, a 16-millimeter motion picture sound projector and screen with a print of the Hal Wallace production, I Walk Alone, plus delivery of the motion picture of the month for one whole year, and a two-weeks vacation for two from any place in the United States to Union Pacific, Sun Valley, Idaho. All expenses paid. To this, truth or consequences, is adding this week a $1,000 J.R. Wood & Sons art-carved diamond ring, an Electrolux vacuum cleaner with all attachments, and a 1948 RCA Victor console FM and AM radio phonograph combination and television set all in one cabinet. Now, listen to the clues and get in the contest. Quiet, the walking man. Ding, bong, bell. It's ten. And only one can tell. The master of the metropolis fits his name quite well. Now, don't let it scare you. I'll give it to you again in a minute. The walking man. Who is it? If you think you know the person whose actual walk you hear each week on Truth or Consequences, and whose walk you probably have seen at some time, follow the rules I'm now going to give you. Make yourself eligible for the giant jackpot of prizes. If the walking man is not identified next week, Truth or Consequences will add three more fabulous prizes, and the next week will bring a new contest. In our walking man contest, Truth or Consequences is supporting another great cause, a fight to help lick America's number one killer, heart disease. This contest will be your opportunity to support the American Heart Association. Be generous. Give your dollars or whatever your contributions from the heart for all heart victims. Now, here are the rules. Finish this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all support the American Heart Association because... Enclose a contribution, if you please, for the American Heart Association. Eligibility for participation in the contest is not contingent upon your contribution. 
Mail to The Walking Man, Hollywood, California. That's the address. The Walking Man, Hollywood, California. And make sure your name, address, and telephone number are printed plainly on the upper right-hand corner of the paper on which the entry is written. Do not include the name of the person you believe to be the walking man in your entry. The American Heart Association has selected three prominent citizens to act as final judges. Uh, they will select the first, second, and third best entries from the best entries chosen by the charity judging staff. Now, these entrants must answer their telephone when we call during our Eastern broadcast. Entries will be judged for sincerity, originality, and aptness of thought. Judges' decision will be final. All entries and ideas therein become the property of truth or consequences. Contributions become the property of the American Heart Association, and none will be returned. Any resident of the United States may compete except employees of Truth or Consequences, NBC, Procter & Gamble, their advertising agencies, and their families. Entries received by next Monday will be entered in next week's contest. Then, at the time of our Eastern broadcast, that is 8.30 Eastern Time, 7.30 Central Time, 6.30 Mountain Time, and 5.30 Pacific Time, we will call the writers of the first, second, and third best entries in that order, unless, of course, the walking man is identified earlier on the program by one of these entrants. Remember, these entrants must answer their telephones at the number appearing on their entries at the time of our Eastern broadcast. Thank you, Harlow. Enter as often as you please. However, only one entry to an envelope. And thanks for making these contributions, paper money, as well as coins. Remember to be at your phones next Saturday, January 24th, when we make three more phone calls in the Walking Man contest on Truth and Consequences. Who is the Walking Man? Bing Bong Bell. It's ten, and only one can tell. The master of the metropolis fits his name quite well. Hey, walking man, can't you give us a more obvious clue? Walking man, come here. Come here. Come on back. Please now, walking man. Give us another clue. We're going to give you a present, a Christmas present that seems to have been overlooked in the regular Christmas giving. Okay? Well. All right, here it is. Here it is. Uh, come right in here. Isn't it a beautiful box? Oh, I'm sad. Are you anxious to open it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, wait a minute. What's the sign on the other side? Oh, for goodness sakes. What's it say? 
Oh, do not open until Christmas. Oh, well, don't you think the sign means what it says? I guess so. Oh, I do. We must abide by the signs, you know. Sure. It says don't open until Christmas, so you take this home with you, put it on the shelf where you can look at it once in a while, but don't open it until Christmas, next Christmas, eh? Oh, I see. Yes, that's only 11 months and 8 days away. Oh, will you do that? Yes, As a matter of fact, bring it to Truth or Consequences, Saturday night, Christmas, 1948. Christmas falls on Saturday this year, and open it so all of us listening can share your surprise, okay? Fine. I can hardly wait to hold you over. Here's a $25 savings bond. Good night. Mrs. Good night. Lyons. Well, how does you do it? I have to go, go does and they're merry washing machines. Hello. G-U-Z-G-U-Z. Good in your washing machine. Work clothes come out oh so clean. Whiting, whiting, coloring bright. G-U-Z does everything. From the roughest and the toughest to the whitest and the brightest. No soap fried like does before. Does is different, does does more. When you does your washing thing. G-U-Z does everything. That was sensational, kiddy. Oh, and uh, the grand prize winner tonight is... Terrific, terrific, Buddy Cole. Uh, the gentleman who got the pie in the face, Mr. Chinnery, pretended he was Ralph Edwards, and uh, Bill Bendix, of course, Riley helped out on that. Thanks, Bill Bendix, for being with us tonight. Uh, now, uh, folks, don't forget your $25 savings bond, and today you get more money for used kitchen fats. Much more. Everybody save every drop of used fats. It's money for you. This is Ralph Edwards sending you dozens of good washes, and until next week when we make more telephone calls to identify the walking man, good night, everybody! <laughs> Why has Hollywood star Ida Lupino switched to new improved dream shampoo? Because compared to dulling soap shampoos, this wonderful new dream reveals up to 33% more sheen. Follow Ida's secret for shining hair. It's new dream for Hollywood dream. Improved dream for Hollywood dream. Your hair can have that Hollywood sheen. The very first time you use new dream, that wonderful new dream shampoo. New dream. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Truth or Consequences was an incredibly long-running game show. It began on the radio in 1940 with Ralph Edwards as the host. It stayed on radio until 1957. Now, in 1950, Truth or Consequences also went on television with Edwards as the initial host. So, for seven years, it was on both TV and radio. From 1956 to 1975, Bob Barker was the host of Truth or Consequences on television. And I remember watching this show with Bob Barker as when I was a kid. Um, Bob Barker went on to host The Price is Right from 1972 to 2007. After Bob Barker left Truth or Consequences, it went on a few more years until 1978, but it just wasn't popular without either Ralph Edwards or Bob Barker as the host. Well, as you heard tonight, the whole premise of the show Truth or Consequences was to get people to do silly stunts. Most of the questions asked were just too hard to answer, or the contestants were given so little time to answer that they couldn't answer the truth, so they had to do the consequences, which is what they wanted them to do. You also heard 
both on the Life of Riley episode and this Truth or Consequences episode, that they were having a contest to identify what they called the walking man. They played footsteps and gave some clues, and the people were called to try to identify the walking man and win a bunch of prizes. Now, I have located that episode of Truth or Consequences where the walking man is revealed, and I will play that episode soon as a bonus show for anyone interested in listening to see who that walking man turned out to be. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley, and check in on Monday for one of the few remaining installments of The Bickersons. Until next time, in the words of Edith Wharton, there are two ways of spreading light, to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it.